Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're chatting about Krampus, so stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click Buy Me a Coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. confused by this question because I'm like there is there something new <laughs> we see Which each other so often I'm like mm, <laughs> has something happened I don't know uh I we watched the Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds Christmas movie that came out oh um, yes over the weekend yes the um, one that's on Apple TV I think yes so I it's on Apple it. TV yes. uh it's fine it's uh it's not what I expected because I did not realize that it is a musical oh <laughs> <laughs> that is surprising. Did not know that. Okay. Uh, there is a running joke in the movie where one of the characters is like, "Why are we singing again? Like, what's happening? Why? We, do we have to sing again? No." Speaking uh, for the audience in this, I love a musical, but I feel like in this case, I'd be like, "Why?" <laughs> it was a little strange. Um, like, I feel like the plot of the story is actually like, like it's a good plot. It's like a Scrooge plot, but like mm-hmm. a little different. Um, and so the singing just adds just like another weird layer. Is like supposed to be campy? It it's the I think it is, but it's I think the 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 campiness of it is not quite enough. Yeah, it's not gonna quite campy enough for you to just be totally like I'm into this crazy ass musical. Oy. It's just on the it's just toned down enough that like it's just meant to be there and like part of the story. I think it would work really well as like a play okay i think it'd be a, a great like broadway production yes. kind of thing but as a movie I, like, i'm not ah! quite sure um also it is pg-13 but i was like oh you know it's it's will ferrell and ryan reynolds like it's probably fine so we watched it with max Ooh, <laughs> so bored <laughs> Because he, like, didn't get any of the jokes. He didn't get a lot of the jokes. He didn't think it was, like, that funny. And so he was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And I'm like, well, Dad and I are going to watch it, so you can skedaddle. You can go do whatever. <laughs> We're going to keep watching. Yeah. Uh, so thumbs down from the nine-year-old set, apparently. Um, it's it's. I don't know if it's a movie that I would watch again, but I also said that about Elf when it came out, and we watch Elf all the time now, so. True. I would I have know. a hard time... I do have a hard time thinking of Will Ferrell in a Christmas movie that is not Elf. Yes. There's also an Elf joke in the movie. I just expect him but... to be going, Santa, I know him! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. They're both not bad singers, though, too, so. I did know that. I did know that. For some mm. reason, I did know Probably because they did a TikTok video when they were filming it last year. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's why. Maybe I saw that. I don't know. I don't remember. I watched the one on netflix with freddie prince jr and he is he looks so old he looks really old it was like startling yeah 
We also we also both watched. It was the, cute. The movie itself was cute, but yes, it was. Yeah. I, it was startling. I, I was like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, I think it's because there's so much time in between the projects that he's done. I like guess. he did like Scooby Doo, and then like nothing. You're right. <laughs> like, he's just busy being just, like a dad. Yes. <laughs> um. We did also watch that Lindsay Lohan one. Oh, uh huh. Yes. That was a thing. It was, yeah, um, that one was interesting because it was definitely, like, it was much, it had so, I think you, you texted that you were like, I didn't expect Hallmark vibes from Netflix, yeah. and it did, I kept thinking that too when I was watching it, because it, it definitely had Hallmark Christmas movie vibes, Yeah, but it was on Netflix. Yeah. So, so it's weird, because the feel... Netflix Christmas movies are usually, like, even if they're cheesy, like, Christmas prints, mm-hmm. there's there's just a certain vibe to them. I feel like, so with the Hallmark movies, I, this is not what we're meant to be talking about today, but... It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's tangentially related, I suppose. Um, with the Hallmark movies, those movies would literally not exist if their Christmas movie season... Yes. Wasn't a thing. Yes. Like, the, no one would make a movie about... Any of that. The big city girl going to the small town 1,500 times. Yes. Like, no one would make that movie over and over and over again. With the Netflix Christmas movies, up until this year, I guess, <laughs> they were more like, this movie could exist outside of, yes. like, the holiday season. Yes. It just happens to take place during the holidays. Yeah. Well, ex- well, but the the Freddie Prince one was back to like the regular okay Netflix vibes. It was just the Lindsay Lohan one. Yeah, the Lindsay like, the Lindsay Lohan was like, like straight up like it's Christmas magic. Yes, you have like the creepy Santa Claus creepy guy? the creepy Santa so Claus weird. guy. It was you very had much the, like super up. cheesy pomp, but like also the pompous high on himself. Fiance. Then. I actually really liked his character. His character though. actually was it was great. He was good comic relief. Like yeah, he was, I mean not that it was the the rest of the movie wasn't funny or something, but like he he was a funny character. Yeah. Um. It and was, then there was just like gaps. There was like these weird like she dumps the fiance at the end, mm-hmm. and then the guy that she, this the you know small town in keep her whatever the fuck that she falls in love with comes to find her and he finds her like just rant like just standing in the courtyard of this hotel yeah and then she's like i was on my way to you and i'm like you weren't you were just standing you weren't even thinking about him you were literally just standing there in the middle of this courtyard you weren't moving what what are what no so like it definitely had like more it had those like hallmark-esque like plot gaps where you're yeah. like this doesn't make any sense like it was it was fun to see Lindsay lohan in another movie and she looked amazing yeah and i'm very glad that she's back doing things and i hope she does more projects so like that i was and it there was a fun there was a fun jingle bell rock like yes. easter egg in there so that was a nice little mean girls callback yeah uh but yeah so i i, I think we had similar views on that movie. Yeah. I, watch again it was like a solid three for me and that's right being like that's like pretty generous when i started watching it uh both the kids were like i think they like popped into the room every once in a while to see what i was doing and they were like what are you watching i'm like oh it's a christmas movie mm-hmm. whatever and they're like 
They would just like stare, stand there and watch it for like three seconds and be like, it looks bad. <laughs> it's not the best. So, like, it's fine. I rewatched Single All the Way the other night. Oh, that one was so it was good. So, it's still really good. Like, I. I think I watched it like twice last year when it came out and and then I watched it again the other night and I was like, it's just, it's just a feel good movie. It's just really lovely. Yeah. I'll have to watch that one again. Cause I really liked it last year. It was year. so, I, yeah, it was, I think I like it the more I watch it. It's yeah. such a good one. Again, another, another movie that could just exist. Yeah. Hallmark movies cannot exist outside of the Christmas outside yeah. snow globe <laughs> bubble. Yes, this is very true. This no very slander true. to any of the actors involved. I'm glad you're getting paid. Yes. <laughs> also, oh, okay, I do also have to say, so Jodie Sweetin, who played, which sister did Stephanie. she play? Yeah, she played. How dare the you. The irony. <laughs> she played Stephanie, uh, who played Stephanie in Full House. Uh, so she's she was, she's been in two movies so far. One was on Lifetime, and I can't remember if the other one was on Lifetime or something else, but... Both of them, like the one that I watched, they had her in like the frumpiest clothes. It was so confusing. Like, I think they might have been going for like, I'm like comfy and cozy vibe. Mm. But it was just, she just looked like the colors washed her out. They had her in these bizarre, like they they had like a lot of, it took place in, in Switzerland. And so they had a lot of like outdoors drinking hot mulled cider and mm-hmm. mulled wine like scenes and in all of them like she was wearing this puffy like very puffy beige coat like the most unflattering that's weird winter coat possible but at some point i realized there were two different unflattering beige coats one was puffier than the other <laughs> and you could tell that they were different because like this the the seaming between the puffs was different. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like one had more seaming, and yeah. so it was slightly less puffy than the other one. But I was like, and they would just like switch randomly back and forth sometimes within the same day. And I'm like, did you shoot half the movie with one coat and something happened to it? So you just swapped <laughs> it in with the other unflattering beige coat that you had? It was very, just the, the I was texting Ade because I was like, what is happening with these costuming choices on her? And she was like, girl, it is so bad. And apparently it was really bad in the other movie too. So I'm like, she needs better. It's very strange. She needs, she needs her agent to get with these movie producers and be like, I'm sorry. She needs to wear more flattering colors. Was she it's weird. She wasn't like pregnant while they were filming or anything, was she? No. Weird. No, yeah, it was strange. As a pale blonde person, of course, we definitely want to wear beige. Yeah, it was just, and like, (laughs) or it would be like a shade of green that was just like, kind of bleh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, kind of pinky green and just like, really, just like sweaters that, not like oversized in a cute, cozy way, just oversized and like, it just doesn't fit you right way. Yeah. It was very strange and it was extremely distracting, even though... Uh, much shit was in the movie. It also made, it makes it seem almost like like someone else was cast and they already had all the costumes. They were, so like, they were Here you like, we're go. gonna go with it. We're gonna put you in all this person's sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. And like her like ex best friend in the movie was had like cute stuff that like fit her body really well. Hmm. And so I was that it was like extra confusing because I was like, maybe everyone's going to wear ugly clothes. Nope, just just the main character. Cool. It would be better, though, if everyone wore ugly clothes. I mean, yeah. 
that would be great. Like, no one says anything. <laughs> just everyone wears frumpy whatever, frumpy like, shit. crap they got out of their closet they wore during COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be great. Yeah. I'd be here for that. Yeah. Um. So, this week, uh, I decided that we were going to talk about Krampus. Yeah. So, I led last week's episode, <laughs> and this is Megan's episode to lead. I don't know why I've been thinking about it uh recently i guess because christmas is coming because you're you and i'm a strange person um but steffi what do you know about krampus uh basically nothing uh i think there have been some christmas horror movies Mm -hmm. around krampus and you know how i feel about horror movies (laughs) so i pretty much avoid even the commercials because they give me bad dreams so that's about as I think I think Krampus has horns. I don't really know. That's about <laughs> all I have, all I've got. And here's where I would normally be like, and so Krampus actually led to the rise of gluten-free propaganda. <laughs> it's not that kind of a podcast. It's not that kind of a podcast. That would be amazing, though. It would. <laughs> so uh, Krampus is considered. The, I guess, devil counterpart to St. Nicholas. We talked about St. Nicholas a little bit when we did our Santa episode last year. Mm -hmm. So he's a half goat, half demon as, you know, devils Ah, are often portrayed. Right. Yes. It was originally part of pagan rituals for solstice. Okay. um, Because, you know, Christmas came about mostly, like, you know, what the Catholic beliefs the Christians and all that. co-opted, but they co-opted solstice yeah. and Saturnalia because you know those holidays are at the same time and they want to make sure that people celebrate the right quote quote yeah holidays. Um, he is in certain uh, cultures is considered the son of Hell, who is the Norse goddess of the underworld. Okay, Hell is spelled H E L, not H E L L, but. Uh, obviously, that's where the name comes from. Yes. Um, and so, I'm assuming that, like probably many people, your knowledge of Norse mythology is the Thor movies. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit more. A little bit more, because I went to a liberal arts school. Right. But, like, <laughs> not a whole lot more. So, Hell is what Hela, uh-huh. that Kate Blanchett played, is based on. Mm-hmm. But in mythology, Hela... Hell is actually the daughter of Loki, not the daughter of Odin. Oh, okay. And fun fact, Loki's other children were a wolf and a snake. Oh. So, you know. Okay. He's got a lot happening in he his life. He does have a lot going on. <laughs> but then with the spread of Christianity, Krampus became associated with Christmas. Okay. And despite Catholic efforts to ban him, because obviously the devil. Yes. And so the backstory of Krampus is that while St. Nicholas rewards nice children by leaving presents, Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks. In some cases... <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it is funny. <laughs> in some cases, he is said to eat them or take them to hell. Sure. On December 6th, St. Nicholas Day, children awaken to find their gifts or nurse their injuries. So- <laughs> If you have a child who does better with positive 
reinforcement, you do St. Nicholas, and you, if you have a child who does better with negative reinforcement, you talk about Krampus. Well, I guess, like, I mean, they, they travel, like, hand in hand, like, they go okay. together. So, okay. they, they go together, and then, you know, depending on, I guess, you know, if you have... I wonder who Elf on the Shelf really reports Right. To. If you have two kids in your household, and one's good and one's bad, you know, they have to go to the same house. I guess, right? Okay. So Krampus pop celebrations are they're popular in Austria, Germany, which makes sense because that's where Saint Nicholas is mostly celebrated. It's a mostly Germanic holiday. Okay, I thought you were gonna say something mean about German people about why that made sense, but no, I'm okay. German. So, <laughs> uh, so but it's not all of Germany. Other Germanic regions have Belschnickel, which you oh, might remember yes! from Christmas Chronicles. I do remember Belschnickel. <laughs> If you have not watched Christmas Chronicles, Belsnickel is the evil, um, not evil, mischievous. Like naughty. Um, what, are, are, they're not, are they elves? They're meant to be elves? It, they're meant to be elves, yeah, okay. in Christmas Chronicles. I don't yeah. know if that's what the actual Belsnickel is. I, I don't think so. Just a person, In the basically. Christmas Chronicles, yes, it's like yes. the naughty elf. Yeah. yeah, so lots of other cultures have like the evil counterpart, basically. Okay. And so, uh, on December, the evening of December 5th is also known as Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night, mm-hmm. when adults might also dress up as Krampus to frighten children in their homes. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got over Halloween, and now you're going to bring me the creepy Krampus. Also, it's kind of devolved into, like, uh, like a bar, bar crawl situation where, like, yeah. adult men, like, dress as Krampus and get drunk and run wild in the streets because... Great. Locking my doors for that shit. <laughs> Closing the blinds and locking the doors. I don't think we're really that much in danger of, like... No, probably not. It happening here. I've never seen a Krampus running wild in the streets. Right. So, the thing that I was most interested in, in general, is that... So, Krampus is not... Super well known in the United States, becoming mm-hmm. more popular, but probably because of the creepy movies, right? Um, the thing that I thought was most interesting was how the evolution of Krampus. We had you know evil Krampus, whatever, and then it evolved into Santa leaving coal. Oh, okay, yeah. Which that's I don't know that they're like related to beating children with sticks. Well, they're not directly re- directly <laughs> correlated, but. Obviously, but it is the punishment of like, oh, you were naughty, so you don't get gifts, you get coal. Right. right. Well, so coal didn't start out as a punishment gift until like the 1920s, mm-hmm. because prior to that, coal was like useful. <laughs> you actually needed it to like stay warm and stuff. Right. Yeah. And so prior to that, Santa would bring switches. Oh, sure. For children to be beaten. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So that's related to Krampus, but I do think that... Um, they shifted it to to Santa, like bringing switches or coal or whatever, mm-hmm. because of this like Western society is becoming more puritanical and being like, we need to not have the devil. It's part of our Christmas celebration. Sadly, not. Hey, we should probably not beat children. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, that didn't factor into the decision. It was just. <laughs> Let's not have the devil involved. Right? Like, mm. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Yeah. So. Who <laughs> never would have thought of that? Just saying. Um, they also, one of the things that, I don't know if you are familiar, but in 
like Victorian times, you remember, you've probably seen pictures, how um, all the holidays, they would all have like, uh, like postcards, like holiday related postcards. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the postcard industry apparently was like a huge deal in Victorian times. Mm-hmm. And so Krampus was included. Oh, you in have, like, these creepy Krampus postcards. In these postcards in Germany on Austria, <laughs> one of the cards uh, uh, says "Greetings from Krampus," and it shows Krampus stuffing a child, a distressed child, distressed. into his satchel or preparing to hit one with his bundle of birch sticks. Jesus Christ! Many of these postcards depicted Krampus going after children with his sticks, leading them away in chains or carrying them off on his back. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Oh! Do you feel, I mean, because we've talked about... I thought the Pied Piper was creepy! Right? It's very weird how you think about, like, Grimm's fairy tales. Grimm's fairy tales, I, I guess they were written more for adults. But, like... They're terrifying. They're, if you read yeah, the, the actual ones are absolutely terrifying. So why? I it's just interesting how we're like, you know what? Let's terrify the children right. into behaving. That's the best method of parenting that we can possibly think of. I'm telling you, is Victorians them. were fucking. Yeah, I mean, it was they, dark. <laughs> A lot of them died very early, so I guess they had to figure out ways of entertaining themselves. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And so, there were also, um, let's say, I wouldn't say necessarily X-rated, but okay. some of the Victorian cards were a little saucy. A, lo- a little spicy. A little spicy. And so, Krampus cards in the early 20th century show him punishing children, but also proposing to women. Ah. In some cars, Krampus is portrayed as a large woman whipping tiny men with her birch sticks and carrying them off in her satchel. In another, a smiling woman dangles a defeated-looking Krampus in the air, holding his bundle of birch sticks behind her back. I feel like you can get on board with those more. Yeah, I mean... Creepy stealing children one. Still weird. <laughs> it's weird because there's the one where the woman is like defeating Krampus, yes. which is like yeah, and then there's the other one where like the woman is Krampus, where which is weird. it feels like a whole whole lot of like women are evil. Yes, kind of situation, which yes. you know, a little misogyny thrown in there for no, good measure. No, but in I mean, so those postcard situation because that was mostly in Europe. With yes. the Krampus cards. But then, apparently in 2004, a graphic designer decided to have their own. They created Krampus cards. And so... As one does. As one does. And so they had an art show and it sort of became like... It was one of the things that kind of led to it. Was this in Europe? More popular. No, that was oh, in the U.S. Okay. Um, become sort of ironic icon says and so ah yes like etsy has krampus stuff there's the christmas krampus movies that are out there Uh uh-huh there's actually um more than one krampus movie yeah i think there's been Uh, at least a couple over the last several years there's like krampus and then like krampus returns oh yes uh adam scott is in the krampus movie shut up no he's not and tony collette like famous people are in the krampus movie uh fucking weird yeah yeah 
It's uh, it's weird to yeah, he's like the lead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I need to find the okay. Adam Scott, what a wild career you've had, sir. Very, very strange <laughs> assortment of. <laughs> Uh, the quick synopsis says, In the film, a dysfunctional family squabbling causes a young boy to lose his festive spirit. Which is, you know, like the introductory plot of any Hallmark movie. Basically, yes. But doing so unleashes the wrath of Krampus, a fearsome horned demonic beast in ancient European folklore who punishes naughty children at Christmas time. As Krampus lays siege to the neighborhood, the family must band together to save one another from a monstrous fate. <laughs> Look, to each their own, but I, I will just note that in uh, most of the things that I found, like Krampus does not kill children. Like he might drag them to hell, <laughs> but he takes not them alive. Dead. He takes them alive. Uh, but mostly he beats them. So, but in this movie, like obviously it's a horror movie, so they have to be like, like murder people. Gotta, gotta kill some people. Gotta kill some people. I, you know, I guess, you know, if horror movies are your thing, oh, um, okay. It's not my thing. But also, like, what a strange thing to watch at Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I, w- I would, I would bet that our friend Caleb has probably watched this movie. Oh, probably, Caleb. If he loves horror please movies. Please text us and let us know. <laughs> I think it's, it's what it, I'm looking at the, the plot synopsis and it, it sounds like it's one of those ones where it's like, was it all a dream? Oh, right. Yeah. Kind of situation. And then it's like, is it or is it? Is it? Is it a dream? Is it not a dream? <laughs> um, yeah. It did not make a ton of money. It made $61 million. What a shock. Right. Um, interestingly though, it says the director had always wanted to do a scary Christmas movie, but the idea did not take form until his friends sent him an e-card featuring <laughs> Krampus. Okay. Oh, the e-cards. Throwback to the e-cards. Well, it says, although this, according to Doherty, happened in the ancient times of the internet, <laughs> the project would not be fleshed out until 2011. And like, the movie came out in 2015. Thinking so. back to the days when you would hop on and send your little e-cards to people. Uh, we still get e-cards sometimes. From boomers. Let's be extremely it's true. clear. It's Who true. you're getting e-cards from. Yes. <laughs> um, I do actually, I, sometimes I get e-card links from people I don't know, which I'm sure they just... Right. I get a lot of emails from people that are not me. Yes. And so I'm assuming that's what it is, but it's still kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 66%, if you're wondering. Look at that. <laughs> um, so it's still, you know, alive and well, I guess. I guess. In the situation. But the one thing I found that was interesting. I'm, well, I'm curious about, like, if you saw anything about, like, if it's the, you know, obviously you said, like, it's getting more popular here in the U.S. Like, mm-hmm. how, what's the popularity in, like, Germany... It seemed like, like the popularity is it still like he beats children, or have they like changed it to be not so like? No, I think it's still the same. Like they still like that's where like the guys dressing as Krampus and getting drunk and like it's still like 
I think it's transferred more into like a raucous party, like sure. dressing as Krampus. Because okay. also, I don't, I don't know if they do Halloween so much over there. Yeah, Halloween's getting bigger. I know in England, right? But I don't know about the rest of about yeah. continental Europe if they do Halloween. So it's kind of like their right thing for it. But yeah, it's still like a celebration. Still like you know they have the Krampus running or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> running of the Krampuses. Yeah. Krampi. Who knows? And yeah. So, but I don't think it is talked about as much, but I have seen, I know in recent years, like pictures of Christmas celebrations mm-hmm. around the world and there have been, you know, here's St. Nicholas and then his buddy Krampus <laughs> traveling <laughs> together. Um, which doesn't make sense to me on the level of like, if you're going to have Santa who's supposed to be the epitome of good or whatever, then yeah. you have to have the evil counterpart because that's the way it is. Right. Like, good is only good in contrast to evil. Right. Exactly. Yes. Um, but so there's been the horror movies, there have been other various things, but I think also part of the reason why it's getting more popular here is the return to slash growing interest in like paganism mm-hmm. and witchy culture and mm-hmm. things like that. I think there's a lot more people thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. And because it's tied to like the Christmas season and solstice right. and all of that, um, some cities have been hosting uh, festive celebrations. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's really interesting that in the UK – um, at least a lot of the places that we were and a lot of like the products that they sell, it's called, like they call it the festive season. Okay. They don't necessarily like say it's the Christmas season or whatever. Like Holidays I have or... some like dessert tart things that uh-huh. I bought when I was in Scotland and they're labeled like festive bakewells and they're clearly Christmas themed. Yeah. But they're not called Christmas bakewells. They just say Or even festive. like holidays. Like yes. festive. Interesting. Which I think is really nice because it's a lot more inclusive. For um, sure. Ignoring all the rest of the racism that goes on over there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's just a little side note that I, I appreciated the use of terminology. But um, a city in Alabama, uh, Tuscumbia, I don't know if that is the correct pronunciation of I've, this town. I've never heard of it before. If anyone from there is listening to this podcast, first of all, hello. Me. Second of all, <laughs> please let us know. Um, they have hosted a Dickens-themed Christmas event for more than 10 years. Sure. Uh, so, but last year, Kendall Gilchrist, Gilchrist, the owner of Hesperia Mystic Shop, decided to host a festival in nearby Florence, Alabama, that celebrated the first Festival of Yule. Okay. Um, so it's not based on Christianity, obviously. Right. And it showcased local businesses, and then people... Could take a picture with a seven and a half foot tall Krampus. <laughs> I don't even like taking pictures with Santa. Let's be extremely clear, right, clear right. on this. My daughter wanted. We went to go see Santa on Saturday, and I was like, "Great, hi Santa." <laughs> but so apparently, this festival was a big hit, and so she wanted to host it again this year. But apparently, where she lives, there were already like lots of other. Holiday events happening in her city, so she reached out to Tuscumbia yeah. to see if she could host it there instead. I guess it's you know it's, it's clear by. nearby. You know, it'd yeah. be like if someone at Leroy was like, "Let's do blah blah." blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the city was like, "Sure, that sounds great. Whatever." So they gave her a permit and all this, 
But then Facebook got Facebook. Oh, God. And um, people lost their minds because... Conservatives couldn't handle... Yes. Uh, because, you know, it's clearly not a Christian festival. And the devil! The devil and paganism is evil and all of these things. We can't just let people do their things that aren't harming people. Right. So... She didn't have Krampus beating ginger. <laughs> Although, to be honest with you, the conservatives probably spank their kids, so honestly, that would probably bother them less than it being the devil! Yes. So, they are considering her festival as, like, an overt promotion of Satanism, and they don't understand who Krampus was in folklore, in, you know, Scandinavian, Germanic cultures. And it's not meant to be, like, a counterpart to the Dickens event, that they do, which is clearly like a Christmas event. Mm -hmm. And she even said, it's not an anti-Christian festival. It's not exclusively pagan. It's It's just a thing. It's for everyone. It's not anti-anything. Right. You don't have to go have your picture taken with Krampus. You don't have to do any of the things. Yeah. It's just an homage to the origins of You don't even have to go. Right. Shockingly enough, no one's forcing you to even go. Exactly. So the city held a hearing about it. Oh my God. Which I guess, of course they did. It was yesterday, or, you know, as we record this, yesterday, I believe. Um, I guess to hear public comment, even though once you give a permit for an event, like, you can't rescind it. Yeah. And so it's not like they could cancel it if they wanted to, but so they had this hearing so people could complain, and then so Bill Christ could be like, look, this is what it actually is, crazy people. So... Very Pawnee, Indiana of them. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it seems like a really nice way to show that there are other cultures. Right. And you're supporting... And, like, local businesses are involved. I don't understand the problem. And also, even if these people complaining, if their complaint is about the religious aspect of it... If you want freedom of religion, you have to give it to everybody. You have to isn't give it to that everyone. interesting? Isn't that interesting, Megan? That and it includes it's not just you as Christians that get freedom of religion. That everybody gets freedom so weird. of religion. And it inc- it includes Satanism. If people are Satanists, if they belong to the That's Satanic Church, that is their religion, and they have a right to practice. Have it. a right to practice and to celebrate. Even if that's what it was, like, and even if it's not. It's like when the, um, they said that people, that the, that teachers could lead their kids in prayer. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kept seeing on TikTok and people were like, so, like, we're going to get some teachers up here. Like, we need to get some teachers leading kids in, like, Islamic prayers mm-hmm. and Jewish prayers. Oh, because and, of like, the, because of that football coach situation? Yeah, I think it was. And they, and they were, because they were like, I mean, it doesn't say that it has to be Christian prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, we, there are other kinds of prayers. Like, if you got the freedom to pray your prayers, yeah, everybody else should get theirs. Like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So luckily, it's still happening because they can't cancel it. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll get. The, I'm sure they'll get protesters. They will probably get protesters. Signs. They'll probably get dummies who boycott the businesses that are participating but um good for her for doing it and it's like not backing down because it sounds like a really fun event to go to like it's more about learning about all the other things that other countries do at christmas time yeah 
and celebrating winter and like what the Yule is really meant to be about, right. not necessarily about Jesus. Right. It's a bit <laughs> the also like it makes me think back to when we were talking about how Krampus was a thing and then they evolved it to be like, it was just Santa, he might give you some coal. Right. Whereas like but also the same people, these are the same people who are so into the Christianity aspect of it, where Santa doesn't even, like, play a role. Right. That they are, like, they, they, yes. Yes. If you're it's really like, gonna, if you're gonna be, like, really overtly into the, the Christianity aspect of it, like, it would be St. Nicholas, which right. is also at the beginning of the month, not December 25th. <clears throat> but Santa does not play a role in religion whatsoever. Right. So. Yeah. So why do you have such a hard on for Santa? <laughs> right. But not like people well, can't do the other things. I mean, it does depend on the church too. It does depend on the other on the church. So Some churches are very against church that was anti Santa. Yes, I know Jehovah's although Witnesses don't people, ha- do although Christmas. a lot of the people that I grew up with, even some of them that are that are still churchgoers, are like they do Santa with their kids now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, growing up, it was like no Santa. Santa's evil. You do Christmas trees because Christmas trees are pagan. Yes, don't do Christmas trees. It, yeah, it's the it's a very picky choosy. Pick and choose your things, Megan. Yeah. Didn't you know you can just pick and choose the elements <laughs> that you think are correct and that you like the best? Right. Come on, Megan. Forgot. That's how it works. <laughs> um Yeah, so I hope I hope there's more places that do stuff with Krampus. Not that I I don't personally feel invested in Krampus. Right. We're not like here with a hard on for Krampus, but it's more like what are the other ways that other people celebrate? Yeah. The holidays. Not yeah, just I always think Christmas. Yeah, I think that's more interesting than just being like, no because uh, well, I mean like, you know, growing up and I think like, you know, growing up we've got Christmas and then you learn a little bit about Hanukkah maybe and then mm-hmm. maybe you learn about Kwanzaa. Maybe you learn about Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. It, it probably in a racist way. <laughs> Definitely in a racist way. White, super white, conservative America. But like, do you think of like those being the three? But like, that's not. That's really not it. Like, no. I mean, I think I read something. Lots of other ways that people celebrate the the Yuletide season. Yes, I mean there something like I, I thought I read somewhere. I could be wrong. That there's something like a hundred holidays or something like that. Like during yeah. that season, from all different it. cultures. Yeah. Um. And the fact that we focus solely on one when, like, technically we are still, like, a 66% Christian, quote-unquote, nation, Mm -hmm. but also that means that there's a shit ton of people who aren't. Mm -hmm. And I do think a lot of the people, like, we celebrate Christmas as, like, a secular holiday anyway. Mm -hmm. So. Right. I don't know. Capitalism. (laughs) You would think that it'd be like, you know, we can make more money with, like, Krampus stuff. Yeah. So, who knows? Who Maybe knows? it'll come back around again. Maybe the movie will get, like, a resurgence and, like... I hope, it, I hope the creepy movie doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not over here picking and choosing the things I want, but also, like, can we just leave, like, the child-eating, child child-beating... What if they made, like, a home? funny Krampus movie? Maybe I'd be into that. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like they could. You could probably do it. They make funny movies about. So sort of like in, sort of like in Harry Potter, where with the um, what's it, what's it called? 
where they uh, uh, it shows your grave spear and then you you make it into something you can laugh at. Oh, and it disappears. Do you know what I'm talking about? For the the bogart. Yeah, the bogart. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> sort of bogart boggart up the Krampus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like the devil, whatever, has been depicted in so many things that aren't just scary like yes. especially in cartoons like yes. the devil is a prominent figure in children's cartoons yeah looney tunes come on yeah <laughs> there's one show that max was watching i think it it's the cuphead show i don't know if you've heard okay, of it but the, one of the main characters is like the devil and he's trying to get the one of the guy's souls like the whole series uh-huh. but he's just like incompetent and funny and so like you could make it funny and it wouldn't right. be a thing and could go, you could go Lucifer style and make him sexy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. I, re- I rescind those words. <laughs> so sorry. Immediate so regret. Hot, though. <laughs> Lucifer is hot in that show, though. Let's be real. Uh, so, anyway, thank you for that uh, lovely little lesson, Megan. Yeah, I was um, interested to learn more about. It. I think uh, I always want to like celebrate more things in my house. Not that I want to celebrate Krampus, but <laughs> I'm gonna bring the switches if your kids don't behave. <laughs> um, I just think it's always interesting about the origins of holidays and yes. the way that we celebrate things. Yes. Um, yeah, we're basically like, especially because so basically all of our main holidays have you know pagan yes um origins yeah why do you think there are so many rabbits involved in easter <laughs> egg laying rabbits yeah <laughs> hello paganism yes yeah Love so it. thank you for that uh may you dream tonight of not being beaten with a switch Drive to hell. <laughs> Great. Love that. Uh, Stevi, what is bringing you joy this week? Um, I went to the bookstore last week and I bought several books. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I, I, it was one of those where I just like, I had the sads and I was like, books can heal my sads. Mm-hmm. And so I just like walked around the bookstore just like grabbing books off the shelf. I think I, I think I only bought, I think I only ended up buying six. Not too bad. Um, and one of them, one of them was a copy of the Westing Game. Mm. Did you read the Westing Game in school? I don't think I did read it in school. To be honest, I think I can't remember. So I feel w- like it's one of those books where like I I should have read, and that's why I can't. But I don't remember the I plot. It, I actually read it twice. I read it in fourth grade in my like GT class, and then I read it again in like sixth grade in like mm-hmm. regular literature class. And it's it was it's a middle grade book, um, so I read it in like an afternoon. Right. Um, but it was written in the mid to late seventies, and it's got some real like mm, like Knives Out vibes, mm. where this like old guy dies and he leaves his like names all of these people and as his like heirs, but they have to like play this game. Okay. To, so the, the guy that dies, his name is Sam Westing, and then mm. they have to play the Westing game to, like, figure out, because he's like, one of you murdered me. Oh, okay. And so we have to, if you, if you can name the murderer, then you get my $200 million and, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, 
it's like one of those kinds of books um but that was that was a fun to reread and actually i was surprised at like how well it's actually held up there was like there was like a couple little things where i was mm-hmm. like mm, that would not that yeah. would not be written in 2022 like the, that would not be the word choice you would use in 2022 right but like aside from that it actually like held up really well um so that was fun to read and then um, one of the other books that I got that I'm reading right now is House, The House in the Cerulean Sea. Mm-hmm. And it is so heartwarming. Hmm. Like, it's just a delight. And it's funny because I, like, I posted a picture on Instagram of my stack of books. And I had multiple people because I was like, can these books cure my sads? And I had <laughs> multiple people who were like, House in the Cerulean Sea will cure your sads. It is extremely heartwarming. Um, and I'm, like, halfway through. And I'm like... Yes, it is. So I got to see how it goes, but it's one that I might make you read because I'm like, oh, this is just lovely. And it's like, it's a little bit quirky. Mm -hmm. It's like, it takes place like in modern times, but it's um, this caseworker for the department in charge of magical youth. And so like, there's, you know, there are like magical beings, uh, but it's got this like kind of quirkiness to it and the writing and it's just a delight, so hmm. uh, it is very heartwarming, so that's my book of right now for right now. Lovely. How about you, Megan? What's bringing you joy? Uh, so I guess tangentially related to the book theme, um, uh, without talking about Twitter, because... <laughs> what a shit show. We, we could be here all that's day. That's a whole episode. Uh, <laughs> so I... Uh, have been getting a lot of joy from the Green Brothers. Oh my god, yes! I love them um, so much. All- I follow anyway. them both on TikTok and on Twitter. Yes. They do different things on the different channels. Yes. And they're they're both amusing as hell. They're incredible. And uh, Hank was like drunk tweeting. <laughs> like the week the weekend we thought it was all going to go down. It was incredible. And then John has like, he actually has two accounts. Where one's like a sports one, and then he has another one, and like they both they like rag on each other on Twitter, and it's just they're they are hilarious. And also on TikTok, John was doing like basically a series about Dr. Pepper. Like yes, he loves well, and he has he has a whole podcast episode about Dr. Pepper. Yes, and it's in his book. And it's his book. Yes. So he's obsessed with Dr. Pepper, but then people like have been questioning the Dr. Pepper thing recently for some reason. Because people have nothing better to do. And so he did this blind taste test of Dr. Pepper. Just hilarious. Knockoffs, and that was really funny. And then, like, the Dr. Pepper Museum was, like, Have you ever, have you seen the one where it's, I think it's, I think it's John's TikTok video, and he's, like, he and Hank were, like, messing around or something, and then he just like looks back, and you just see, like you can see Hank's forearm, and he has a tattoo on his forearm. Mm. And Hank like turns around, and he just sees Hank's forearm, and he goes, "Oh my god, you have a tattoo!" <laughs> and that's like the end of the TikTok. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> just like I love them so much. They're uh, incredible. <laughs> the funniest part to me, not the videos themselves, but the fact that I had just watched like. One of the ones, because it was the one with the Dr. Pepper Museum. If you don't know, Dr. Pepper Museum is in Waco, Texas. Dr. Pepper was invented in Waco, Texas. You used to, I don't know if you still can, be able to get real sugar Dr. Pepper in Waco, Texas. It was a huge deal. You used to be able to buy, like, 
cute little bo- glass bottle six mm-hmm. packs. Um, sort of like the Mexican Coke. Yes, okay. yes. But I think you know they were made with imperial sugar. Imperial sugar is made in Houston. Um, but then there was like a whole thing where Texas. like Dr Pepper got you know the distributor got. But I don't know. There's a whole Something thing about happened. it. Yeah. Saga. Drama. But somewhat when John was doing his blind taste test of Dr Pepper knockoffs, he talked about Mr Pibb. And someone in his comments was like, I can't believe you don't like Mr. Pibb. We know Duck Pipper, like Mr. Pibb is a generic. What are you talking about? And so then he did a whole another video about how Mr. Pibb is definitely a generic and talking about the qualities of Dr. Pepper with like such passion. He did. It was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> the doc- lady at the Dr. Pepper Museum is just nodding along in her stitch. But then I swear like that night we got takeout and they asked what I wanted to drink and I said... Diet Dr. Pepper, or regular, no, I said regular Dr. Pepper, uh-huh. and I, I just wanted Dr. Pepper, and then they come back, and they brought me a Diet Pepsi, and I was so offended. Oh! That, this is wrong on so many levels. I was so offended, not just for me, but for John Green, who doesn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like Dr. Pepper, and I was offended, because I despise Pepsi. <laughs> and like diet Pepsi is even more of an abomination. Like it's terrible. They took some no. Yeah, I was so offended when you texted that. I was like, what? Like I felt I had to go to John Green's TikTok, and find like, a video to comment on, and be like, I need to apologize. <laughs> this thing happened to me, and I just I, I'm so sorry. This is so bad. <laughs> but they give me a lot of joy. I read so I read Hank's book. I'm currently reading. John's book, every time I go to read, I'm, like, super tired, and I make it, make it like, a page, and I'm, Turtles like... Turtles all the way down, or yeah. the Anthropocene? Turtles all the, way, all the way down, and I'm just, like, okay, well, I'm gonna read this later, and then <laughs> I've not gotten very far, so... I've read many of John's books. I think maybe I actually read all of John's books, and I'm in the middle of Anthropocene Reviewed, which is his newest one, which is not... It's, it's like, his, essays. His, yeah, it's his, like, essay yeah. book, not his, not his novels. Um, but I have not read Hank's books yet. I I tried to pick the one that I thought would be the least weepy. Yeah. Yeah. Turtles All the Way Down is not very weepy. Um, there's another, I think I have another one on my bookshelf that's like not particularly weepy. But yeah, um, uh, Looking for Alaska and uh, Faulkner Stars are both quite weepy. Yes. And also I figured I would read this one because they did make a movie for Turtles. And so it oh, would be yes, coming out. Yes. Sometime. Yeah. Uh, when I read uh, Fault in Our Stars, I was living by myself with my two cats, and I was, like, crying so hard that the cats were like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> like, they both were sitting on the end of the bed looking at me like, there is something wrong with this lady. Sure. <laughs> Help us! <laughs> so next week, we'll be back with another episode. Until then, uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on uh, social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Bye. Bye.